welcome to the Magnificent Vibes Mixtape, where we talk about sports, media, music, and stuff that you might or might not care about. In today's episode, we're going to talk about Jimmy Butler's practice incident last week with the Minnesota Timberwolves. We're going to dig deep into that situation and what to expect of them in the near future. Also, we're going to discuss the Bears, their disappointing loss to the Miami Dolphins. Also, the NBA season is underway, and we're going to pick our awards for those who we think are going to win MVP, Coach of the Year, J.R. Smith Award, and so forth. In our music session, we're going to talk about hidden gems, along with our vibes of the week. But most importantly, we're going to get into the worst album that I ever bought, which Ian will get the answer to later on in the show. Also, we're going to be discussing hip-hop trends, and Ian has a very, very good story to share with you guys in regards to that. So just sit back, grab some popcorn, kick your feet up, turn your radios up, enjoy the show, because we're still live. Location at man. Hey man, I'm recording live from the wonderful 87th and the Dan Ryan right now. What, the, bruh? You around with that? Uh, well, I almost got killed at Checkers. <laughs> hey, I'm a little, I'm a little further west. I'm a little, further, a little further west. west. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a couple miles west of that spot, but I know the spot you're talking about. I, I was there, I was there uh, uh, yesterday, in fact. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. one of my account nice. one of my accounts is on eighty seventh and Stony, that's C V S right across the street from the checkers. I was I was just over there. Oh, okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. Hey <laughs> Ronnie, real quick, man. Go ahead. Point to your point about anchor, man. Like David Ruffin said, man, we the voices. They always come to see the voices. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Hey man, anchor, you can't hold us down, man. We 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 two seasons strong, man. About to go on the third, so you know ain't nobody gonna stop us. <laughs> and I refuse to let you go. <laughs> refuse to let you go. <laughs> if I beg, please for your sympathy. <laughs> man, don't get me started, man. You about to make me watch that movie, man. <laughs> it's a classic, man. It's a classic. Man. Definitely a classic, dude. Definitely a classic. Real quick, uh, speaking of 87, I was going to ask you, remember that buffet place that used to be right there? What was the name of that? I forgot the name of that spot. 
a buffet it, place? Yeah, it used to be a buffet place right there. It used to be right next to Popeyes. Think, I think you're thinking about I think you're thinking about 87th and King Drive. Maybe King Drive. Well, we'll get back to that. I, I you know what? We got a nice uh, new segment ahead later on in the show on uh, the worst restaurants. So we definitely gonna be uh, attacking some restaurants. One that I got to attack in the last episode that I'm about to go full fledged on today. Most definitely, most definitely. Yep. So welcome to the show. We gonna get right into it. No shout outs this week, but we'll get some. You know, if y'all shout out the show, definitely you're going to hear your name on the episode. So keep that in mind. We see the numbers, but we don't know who watching. So if you watch, right. hey, shoot us a comment, comment on the show, tag us, whatever how, whatever the case may be. Let us know. That way we can shout you out. Most definitely. Oh, real quick, I do want to send a shout out, a quick little shout out to. Um, all the sec, all the congregation secretaries that don't turn in the field service time on you. <laughs> man, bro, that's every that's at every congregation, man. <laughs> that's probably the number one complaint of all secretaries in every congregation. Is service, of man, shout out, shout out to them, man. We know y'all working hard. Hey, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, also. Just to, to, to uh, piggyback off what you uh, said, and I'm gonna just uh, send a nice little shout out to not not in, in reference to field service or anything, but uh, I don't I know you couldn't make it, man. But Victor, we shouted him out last week, man. He had an excellent anniversary party. We had a good time. I actually was able to catch up with some old faces that I ain't seen in a long time. So uh, you know, Victor, you got a beautiful family, man. Keep it up, dog. Absolutely, man. Shout out to him, his, his wife, his two daughters. Um, yeah, I'm sorry I missed it, man. It's all good, man. Hey, Victor almost big, almost took that beat down too when we went on went in on him last week. But <laughs> all right, man, you gotta look good for this anniversary, man. So you gonna let me cut your hair right away? He's like, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm, gonna let, I'm gonna let you cut it, man. So you know, I ain't gonna beat you up. You know, I gotta look good for my anniversary. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and we're real quick, man. I, on a on a somber note, I, I know you you sent out the text last night, but you know, just want to send out a, a, a acknowledgement and condolences to the family of uh, Brother Daryl Walker. Yeah, who, uh, passed away, man. He was a lively cat, dude. Like I didn't know him as intimately as you knew him. Uh, you know, I just ran into him, you know, coming and going, you know, from your apartment, getting his hair cut and everything. And I used to see him at little congregational events too, uh, you know, across town. And always a lively cat, man. He'll, he'll definitely be missed, and I uh, look forward to seeing him in paradise. Yeah, definitely. Girl um, I, I, Walker was a, a faithful supporter. Um, I know he had some ill, you know, he had some health issues going on, so he couldn't really make it out my way anymore. I haven't cut his hair in like a good couple of years, but when I did cut his hair, man, he was he was always a great conversation. Knew his sports. Uh, taught me the ins and outs of being an elder too, like on on a on another level though, on a street level. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like he was smooth with it, man. He he gave me some good advice, you know, in my beginning years as an elder. So uh, big ups to to Daryl Walker. If there's anybody that's a family member of him that listens to the podcast, coincidentally, uh, man, definitely we look forward to seeing him in paradise. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we gonna get into it. I'm in. I'm so mad. 
aired, <laughs> we aired our show one day too quickly because the next day after our show, all this Jimmy Butler stuff started happening. Him going off on his teammates in practice with the third string, whooping them up. Carl Anthony Towns can't post them up. Nobody can guard him. He's telling, you know, the uh, he's telling the the general manager that he ain't blank and and y'all need me and calling. Oh, I didn't know. It's, I didn't know that about anything he said to the general manager. I know oh, what he yeah. said to the team. I didn't hear that. Oh yeah, he looked at the general managers. Uh, Tom Thibodeau. He had some choice words for Tom Thibodeau, even though Tom is is playing a good devil's advocate right now because Tom Thibodeau in an interview after that practice they asked him what did you think of the practice you know with Jimmy Butler and all that stuff and he said hey, that's the best practice we had had since I've been there so a lot of the ex-Bulls slash new Timberwolves are they've been quiet throughout all of this stuff and I kind of think they're in support of Jimmy I don't know about D. Rose but I know Todd is kind of Bagging Jimmy. D Rose, D Rose in support of folks. That's who D Rose. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he in support of, he in support of uh, Larry Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, and he keeping it out all those all, all these uh, drill rappers in Chicago, making sure they ain't getting shot and killed, so he won't have to pay for their funerals. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, um, what was your thoughts on the whole Jimmy incident last week? I wanted to get your take on it. Um, Jimmy Butler is a is a he appears to be resorting to, to, to Plan B. Um, Plan A was getting himself traded to another team with another All Star and uh, being part of something new and, and something um, you know potentially championship worthy with another All Star or two. But now I think it's starting to sink in, and that's likely not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I think he. Low-key, I think he wants Wiggins traded. Because he, he'll say little slick stuff about Wiggins, like, like, oh, well, Wiggins is the most talented player on the team. And it's like, if you read the subtext, look at the subtext of a statement like that, what he really means to say is, yeah, man, he got a lot of talent, but he don't use it on the basketball court. Right. You know, that's, that's what he really means to say. Mm. You know, um, and I think, I think... <laughs> I think Thibodeau is trying to, both Thibodeau and Jimmy are trying to inflate his value. Like, if, 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 you're, if you're a GM and you're looking for a franchise player to be a leader and, you know, in addition to being talented, and you hear about a guy calling player-only meetings and, 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 and doing these uh, unscheduled practices and he's beating up entire squads and, and yada, 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 that's going to attract you going to be attracted to a player like that right and jimmy knows that and tibbs knows that that's why he said oh man you know uh the best practice you know that we have some stuff in here they're trying to i think they're trying to inflate his value to make him more attractive to another team so they can hurry up and deal now if it's not the deal jimmy wants i think jimmy will settle for uh wiggins or cat or Wiggins and some other players on the team being traded in another deal to for the Timberwolves to acquire another All-Star. Because he knows in his heart of hearts he cannot be even competitive in the playoffs with that squad. No way. They're just, they're just too... And it's not a knock against them. 
they're just too young and they're not there yet. Like, Wiggins, yeah, I kind of question him a little bit, his heart, that is, but who knows? Maybe if he really works at it, you know, another another two, three years, he might be a perennial all-star. Who knows? But right now, they're just not at that level. Yeah, I agree. They, they are terrible. They are a terrible team without Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns. That's the one that I'm – you worried about Wiggins. I'm more worried about Carl Anthony Towns because Carl Anthony Towns is getting sun. And I'm going to get to him later on in my segment a little bit deeper. But Carl Anthony Towns, in that interview that he had after the practice, dodged a bunch of questions about the incident. And then a report came out that Jimmy uh, – he, he tried to post Jimmy up and Jimmy was talking trash to him and then he passed it back out and didn't go through with his move. And it's like, I know Carl is a young guy, he's seven foot one, but dude, like, that's been the biggest knock on Carl Anthony Towns, his, his, his career so far. He kind of got exposed in the first round against the Houston Rockets when Capella outplayed him, and he was only putting five points a game, and it's like, where, what happened to Carl? You know, where, where is he at? Why is he not showing up in the playoffs? And so... He's got all this stuff going up against him. And he's going into the season kind of looking like the weakest link in all of this drama that's been going on with Jimmy. What do you think of that? Um, you might be going to something there. You might be going to something there. Um, Cat Williams is off, man. Like, 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 like when it comes to defensive efficiency, he was like amongst like the bottom five. Yeah, he came, he came up. I think we rewarded. Yeah, he was actually up for the worst defensive player award. I think he ended up losing that award to like Teague. But yeah, he was in the. He had one of the worst defensive rates in the league. Which shock plays the shock. Yeah, that shocked me. Like considering his his size and everything. Yeah, yeah, you might be on to something there, but um, you know, like, like Jimmy, I don't know, man. Jimmy, it's not what you do, man. It's how you do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, like appearing to be disgruntled and and, and potentially burning all these bridges. It's like that's not that's not the way to to to, to bring about change to your team. Like, if if Cap is lacking. You know, and the numbers are reflecting that. The GMs are going to notice that. You don't have to call these player-only meetings and do these practices and, and say little slick stuff to the press. The GMs, man, they'll, they'll see it. They'll see it. Or they should see it. I put it that way. Because I know you got some GMs out there that are kind of asleep at the wheel. Right. But you just kind of got to trust the process. <laughs> like Philly? <laughs> well, Jeff T just came out last week and said they never had that players-only meeting. Maybe he didn't go. Well, maybe he. <laughs> right, right. Maybe, maybe, maybe he saw. Maybe he saw the text from you and was like, "Well, you know, I Hey, I tell you, this Jimmy Butler stuff. I've never seen anything like it. With where it just blew up. This reminds me of the CEO Dominic McNabb stuff that went on back in the mid two thousands when that stuff got real ugly. And, you saw interviews and, and, you know, helicopters flying over uh, T.O.'s house while he's doing sit-ups. And it's like, 
you're right. You're right. It, it is very reminiscent of that. I was just thinking that, dude. I swear. And like, but you, you know what, how that played out? What happened to To in a couple of years? He ended up getting traded to Dallas, and then he fell off in Dallas. And he wasn't in the league no more. Exactly. And and Donovan McNabb was still with the Eagles, still doing his thing, and you know, made it to another NFC Championship without him. So, yeah, yeah. So this 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 could end up the same way. I don't see it going well uh, for for either one. I don't. I mean, the Minnesota Timberwolves franchise has been one of the most putrid fan- franchises that I can remember. They've only had one bright spot, and that was when Kevin Garnett was there. And they never never really built a good team around Kevin when he was there. And Minnesota is just not a good franchise, and I don't know, man. I, I see this ending ugly for him. I mean, for for, Tim- for Timberwolves. And depending on where Jimmy land, if he ain't landing on a team with LeBron James and Lance Stevenson on it, I don't see him winning the title. Yeah, yeah, he um, what you say with Lance Stevenson? I, yeah, no, absolutely, man, absolutely. Uh, he, he needs to maybe him and Lance need to form their own squad. You know, and, uh, <laughs> and, like I would definitely watch that. But as as the Timberwolves are currently constructed, they cannot win a championship or even be competitive in the playoffs. Half of them are too young to really know how to win, and the other half old to be effective. Yeah. Like the only real marketable player is Jimmy. You know what would be an ideal spot for Jimmy? Where? Uh, other than the Lance Peterson. I mean, the Lance Peterson. You know, we talking a dynasty. Um, but the Detroit Pistons. Uh, Detroit would be a good spot for him. I mean, it's not far away. He'll only be there for a year because he'll be a free agent afterwards. But it's one of those things. If, if I'm Dwayne Casey, I'm, I'm looking at at Minnesota like hey we do need one more player um, to be relevant in the East and if he goes if he goes there with Drummond with Blake Griffin if Blake Griffin looks like the the us the Blake Griffin we want him to look like dude Detroit could be a threat in the East but Tom Thibodeau wants the house that's the problem yeah and he has the right to want that he has the right to want that like I mean who else on that squad are you willing to, to, to potentially trade for? Like, I can't think of nobody I, right no, now. No, no. <laughs> Speaking of that, Pat, did you hear what Pat Riley did to Tom Thibodeau? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but Pat, Pat Riley is fortunate that Thibodeau was even talking. True. Like, like, like Pat Riley, man, ain't nobody coming to see you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a extended version. <laughs> right, man. We, we, I, he wasn't he wasn't up for the award, but like he, he somehow found a way to sneak up in there, man. Like, dude, you got you got an agent Dwayne Wade who's on his farewell tour. You got you got the talented but kind of unhinged Hassan Whiteside. You got um what's the white dude? Uh, oh, uh, Dragic. Still with them? Yeah, Dragic, uh, Richardson. You got a. Uh, underachieving draft pick and Winslow. Yeah, man, come on, man, Pat Riley, you lucky. Thomas, Tom Thibodeau even called you. Oh, you, oh, and you got a, a twenty-five pound heavier Dion Waiters. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. <laughs> Raymond, Raymond Felton, two points. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He got all that. Yeah, this man go 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 call the man out his name and hang up on him. Come on, man. Come on, Pat. Stop it, dude. Stop it. 
Yeah, somebody need to pull a cutty on him, man. <laughs> Knock him down there. I'm I tried to be a friend. <laughs> Like, that's a serious so I tried to be your friend. I tried to be a friend. I'm, I'm, the, I'm not enemy blood. <laughs> I'm not the enemy, man. <laughs> Let's just take a couple of dollars here. You know. <laughs> and stay away from my team. Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, man. We about to get lost, man. Hey, let's move on to the next topic. We can- hey, man, you know I'm going to have to cue that up for the program. <laughs> cue that up, man. You got to cue that up. Uh, let, let, let's talk about uh, the Bears, man. They, oh, my goodness. First of all, that was – I didn't see any football games over the weekend. Except the over – the bit. I, I just saw the overtime of the Bears game because I had a study. I had field service. I got things to do. I ain't got time for that. Uh, but I did go back and watch the highlights and everything, and uh, it was a pretty entertaining game. It was probably one of the most entertaining Bears games I've missed out on in a, in a long time. Uh, just from a, if I'm not like just watching it from not being a Bears fan, but just a football point of view, that was a it was an ugly game to watch, but then it was a fun game to watch. It was a lot of bad turnovers by both teams, and you know it could have been anybody's game. But uh, at the end of the game, and I just want to mention this: I was watching a post game with Jim Miller. Remember Jim Miller used to quarterback the Bears. Mm-hmm. Jim Miller, he was okay. He wasn't that good, but he was okay. You know, um, Jim Miller is just slicing and dicing on Mitchell Trubisky like it was his fault they lost the game and I'm just watching it from a fan standpoint and I thought Trubisky played well I thought the reason why they lost was because of coaching and defense what happened to the Bears defense (laughs) yeah I didn't see I didn't see any highlights I, I I actually saw the overtime quarter in Dillinger uh, well, you know, a little, a little eating, eating spot uh, in Cal Park. Educate uh, me, man, with Dillinger. What, what oh, man, Dillinger. Oh, man. It's a wild hunting thing, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you're ready for that. Oh, okay. But, um, okay. It's, it's, a little, it's a little hot dog, burger, gyro joint on 127th and li- right off of Loomis. Okay. But they uh, they always got games going in there. And um, I went in there after after my Sunday meeting because I didn't have the white with the stick. And... Uh, uh, actually ran into another brother there. Shout out to Brandon Elston. And, um, Brandon Elston. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, and I saw, I saw the, I saw the overtime quarter, and I saw the play and all of that. Um, man, dude, the Bears, <laughs> the Bears should be five and zero right now. Dude, that's what everybody's saying. That is what everybody's saying. They should be five and zero. They let two of these games slip away from their hands. They should have easily won in overtime. They got close. They Brett, Matt Nagy got criticized for not trying to get closer, which I, I agree with. I think he should have uh, kept the drive going instead of just settling for a field goal. I felt like he he kind of went too conservative in overtime. I was watching Green Bay. I actually watched the end of Green Bay's game too last night. 
and I saw Aaron Rodgers last drive against the 49ers and they were going for the juggler. They, Aaron Rodgers was not trying to settle for a field goal. Even though they won on a field goal last night, Aaron was throwing that ball. He was throwing that ball to the corners, getting it into field goal, into close enough field goal range for his kicker who missed five field goals prior to this week, kick a game winner, a nice little chip shot for him. And the Bears should have did the same thing. They got too conservative. They just ran the football and didn't allow Trubisky to let his hands go after they let go in the second half. And he was throwing touchdown after touchdown. He had that one mistake where he threw a red zone um, interception. But, you know, Trubisky had his confidence. You know, get some plays down the field. Get closer for your field goal kicker so it can make it easy for him. But they didn't do that. And the Bears defense was tired. It was super hot. Uh, in Miami that day It was kind of like almost close to 100 degrees The defense was dehydrated And they just could not Hold the Miami offense And they ended up losing by a field goal and So the Bears should be Should easily be 5-0 But they're 3-2 with the Patriots coming to town And last week We were just talking about this And this is why y'all listen to this show Because we giving y'all a real perception of the Bears not no fan favorite type thing not no homer type uh analyst we said 50% chance did we not in yeah 50% that's what I gave it. I, 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 it was it had a caveat you know? <laughs> right they gotta win they gotta win half their home game they gotta win half their home and on top of that you know so for people that's on I'm sorry I'm sorry, I'm sorry after the whole game after right right and so people out there talking about, oh, it's this and that, and it's about vouching. And they said that the, that the Bears got a chance to make the playoffs, I said. Put on <laughs> don't oh, put that no. on us. Don't put that on us. Don't we, put that don't on that. <laughs> I'm still standing by my 9-7. and seven. Ian got them 8-8. Eight and eight. I still said 50% chance to make the playoffs. Ian said 50%. Well, they are a great – they have a very good defense. They, all defenses get caught. Jaguars got their butts kicked by the Cowboys last uh, yesterday. Was that Sunday? They got, yeah, I, I think that was a that was of course McGregor was there and it was all hyped over McGregor and all that stuff. And, and it's, but, but but going back to what you said about the Bears, man. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you get hammed up, don't mention my name. Ian <laughs> <laughs> is killing it today with these references, man. Vibes and stuff. I'm not vibes and stuff. Magnificent vibes. They ain't, ain't say that. We we have to put a caveat on that. Exactly, exactly. We 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 ain't putting the uh, cherry on the top on that, man. But one thing about it, bet they got the Patriots coming up. This is another test. Uh, Bears still have a good chance of, you know, if they win against the Patriots, they'll be four and two. Still got a good chance to make some noise, but. Pump the brakes on the Bears making the playoffs, y'all. Let's take it one game at a time. They got the Patriots coming to town. We'll see what Trubisky do. Little fun fact about Tom Brady. I didn't see this. They they beat um, your, your light-skinned homie uh, Patrick Mahomes in the Kansas City Chiefs uh, Sunday night, which was also a great game that I heard about. I didn't watch it. Uh, but... They said that I saw a stat that said Tom Brady is twenty four and zero against rookie quarterbacks. Wow, dude, wow. that's insane. Wow, but that's 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 elite, man. Like as much as 
you know, people want to hail Tom Brady and bring up the deflate gate and all of that. It's like, dude is an elite quarterback and he proves it every time, man. Like, yeah. Uh, that's that's what my you're mouth. supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do against rookie quarterbacks. You're supposed to beat them. Like, yeah. You know, uh, you know, show and prove, man. That's what I'm all about. I but. take that back. Not rookie quarterbacks, but rookies. I mean, players that are 25 of age, I think 24 or 25 years of age and under that played Tom Brady for the first time. Tom Brady's 24 and 0 against him. So that's what I'm. So just trying to make sure I'm accurate. <laughs> I, so, Trubisky, you got your work cut out for you, man. Show and prove. Most definitely. Show and definitely. And of all those Bears fans that, that, that just want to jump on this Trubisky hate, hate mobile. Dude, like I said two episodes ago, this man is a boy. <laughs> He's a boy. He's gonna make mistakes, man. And you got a son, right? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Remember when he was crawling, right? He, he crawls. Then he finally learned how to walk, right? But yep. Once he started learning how to walk, he's still gonna fall, right? He, he gonna hit his head on a base or something like that. I'm sure. He yeah, can. he gonna stumble. He gonna trip over a toy, yeah. like. It happens, man. It happens. You yeah. got, you just got to be patient, man. Bears fans are impatient. That's what it is. Super impatient, man. This man, the defense played the worst game of the season, and this man still, but the, but he was able to put up a twenty-eight piece on the scoreboard. I think that's pretty impressive for somebody that's that's in their fifth game, uh, finally getting the chance to throw the football after being in handcuffs last season. So, and it's not like it's not like it was his fault they lost. No, it wasn't. It wasn't his fault, and and he's and, and no one on this show is saying that Trubisky is a franchise quarterback. No one's saying that. All we're asking is just be patient. That's it. All right, man. Enough about these Bears, man. Yeah. Let's get to this NBA. <laughs> Today is the first day of NBA in. That in there on for our introduction to the NBA. Exactly, exactly. So we had an NBA first. You're talking about the retro one, right? Yeah, the retro, the retro one. Yeah, the retro one. Uh, the NBA season is underway. That and we went over our predictions as far as who's going to go to the playoffs in the East, who's going to go to the playoffs in the West. Again, that might change. Phoenix just made a big move. They just signed uh, Jamal Crawford. Shouts out to Jamal. I was hoping he got signed somewhere. He's with Phoenix. So, uh, good pickup for Phoenix. They got that rookie, uh, Aiden, that looks really good. But we're going to get into these awards, man. Like, who we think going to win these awards going into the season? Our early awards predictions. So, last year, James Harden won MVP. Who do you think going to win MVP this year? Lance Stevens. <laughs> yes, yes. I knew you was going to say that. I actually got that in my notes that Ian was going to put Lance Stevens in the team. Why, why, my brother? Why? All right, all right. We back. Sorry about that interruption. No, that's okay. That's okay. That was we a work could... call. I had to take that, you know, when the boss calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. No problem. So, Lance Stevenson. Is your MVP early vote for MVP? Yes. Now, 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 I'm I'm telling you who should win it, but who will win it will probably be. I, I kind of got my, I kind of got my eye on Kevin Durant, man. 
he he's he's a dude who has something to prove it's like he's playing with a chip on his shoulder still right Uh, and because of that i think he's gonna put up mad numbers so my other pick will be kevin durant um and my dark horse pick i'm this is bold this is a hot take right here my dark horse pick is devin booker oh okay Okay. um dude is talented man dude is talented yeah and with jamal crawford you know on his team now like you know i think we're gonna see his assists go up um you know i don't i'm not saying he'll win it but i think he might be in that conversation yeah i I like devin booker a lot didn't he put up 70 points a couple of years ago yeah 71 or something like that Austin, yeah. So, yeah, I, I love his game. I remember a game last last year against Philly. I think Philly had these cats down by like thirteen or something like that in the end in the fourth quarter. Booker was just hitting shots from everywhere, man. I was like, I mean, with with D in his face too, like he was just jacking up shots, man. And, and he's he's just a he's just a prolific scorer, man. He's he's really good. Hopefully. <coughs> Can can turn into a nice, consistent one-two punch and, and bring Phoenix Suns basketball back. I kind of miss that franchise. Uh, it was always fun to watch the Phoenix Suns be good in the NBA. So I would love to see Phoenix run the table, possibly sneak into the playoffs. But uh, we, we, that if they get if they do sneak into the playoffs, hey, you can't be. You might have something there. You might have something. You might see Devin Booker get mentioned in the MVP conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Yeah. My pick for rookie, I mean, not rookie of the year, MVP is the Greek Freak. I'm going with the Greek Freak. Mm, that's a good one. I think uh, he's, I watched him in the preseason really hard um, through YouTube highlights, not whole games. And this man is shooting a three now. And that was something that I felt like was missing in his game that if he adds, he's going to be unstoppable. Because now you got to play up on him And then he'll get around you And then it only takes him one or two steps To get to the rim and dunk on somebody Or shoot a mid-range shot Which he, he already had I, I think this is his time, man This is this is his time His number is being called He's finally reached that peak Barring injury I think he can win the MVP this year My, my dark horse My dark horse for MVP would be Kawhi Leonard. Mm, okay, okay. Uh, not because of, not because of the fact that he has the worst laugh. That <laughs> heard. Um, <laughs> uh, but I think I, I think Kawhi, if, if the Toronto Raptors, we we both have him finishing second in the East. But if he somehow plays out of his mind and they finish first in the East. Dude, I, no question he should win the MVP because this dude, especially looking at San Antonio, keeping an eye on San Antonio and where they end up, especially if San Antonio don't make the playoffs, like that really boosts his MVP rate up because this man, you know, at one point people were saying he was the second best player in the league behind Lance Stevenson. And now if he does this, Bruh, you know, now that now he's back in the conversation with Lance Stevenson, Kevin Durant, and <laughs> so 
Uh, those that's my dark horse. I throw in my uh, Anthony Davis in too, depending on how they season go. I still think their season is headed down downward, and I think Anthony Davis is gonna get traded, man. Yeah, man, it's happening. It's happening. Yeah. Hey, man, I don't I don't guarantee a lot, but I can guarantee you that. Yeah. You heard it here first. Magnificent vibes mixtape. That's broken uh, news right there. That's broken news. <laughs> uh, who you got for rookie of the year? So rookie of the year, man, I'm not even really that that plugged into the rookies. Um, you know, the rookie of the year, sometimes it's a it tends to be a popularity contest. Like um, last. so for that reason, like my prediction is that it'll go to Trey Young. Whether or not it'll be earned or not, I don't know. But that's my prediction. I, I ain't really got too much to say on the rookies. Yeah, Trey Young. You know, he had a little game winner last week at a preseason game, but it was against a bunch of guys that's going to be selling car insurance this week. Um, <laughs> so, I'm not so, I'm still not sold on trading. I still think that Atlanta uh, also made a big mistake uh, trading um, Doncic for him. Um, but I don't think Doncic is going to win the, the rookie of the year, but I think he will be be neck and neck with with Aiden from the Phoenix Suns. I think Aiden's gonna win rookie year. I don't think it's gonna be even close unless Doncic really makes some noise for Dallas. And Dallas is my dark horse pick to make the playoffs this year. And, and uh, I love their backcourt with him and Dennis Smith Jr. So we'll see if they make the playoffs. Then you have an argument for Doncic, and, and Phoenix don't make the playoffs. You know, you have an argument there, but Aiden looks dominant. He looks like, he reminds me of David Robinson, like his skill set. Now, David Robinson's a little soft. He's known for being a little soft, but David was a machine offensively, and that's how I view Aiden's machine offensively. He can block shots. So I got I got Aiden as my rookie of the year. Coach of the year, I'm going Brad Stevens. Yeah, I actually have Brad Stevens, too. But I think it's going to be like more of those. Yeah, you know, you should have won it last year. Should have won it last someone else. I'm going off of. <laughs> so we're gonna give it to you this year. It's gonna be one of them awards. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like when Kendrick Lamar won the uh, when, when Kendrick Lamar won the uh, Grammy for uh, the Pimple Butterfly, but didn't for Good Kid, Mad City. Right, right. It was like it's okay. like yeah, I know we messed up. So here's your award. Exactly, exactly. That's what it is. That's what it is. Um, our next, our next one is uh, defensive player of the year. Last year, Rudy Gobert won it, rightfully so. Do you see him repeat? No, um, I got Lance Stevenson for defensive player of the year. Okay, okay, that's who okay. should win. It. That's who should win. It. Okay, but who, but who will win it? I believe Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid. I can, I can, I can, I can go along with that. You know what? Real fun fact, real quick. If Lance Stevenson wins MVP and Defensive Player of the Year, he'll be the first player to do that since who? Michael Jordan. <laughs> man, let's get man. The Lakers, boys, gonna be a big year for the Lakers, man. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, but I, I th- I'm agree with you on, on on Joel Embiid. If he stays healthy uh, throughout the whole entire season, I think he can win uh, Defensive Player of the Year. That's the most underrated part of his game. Uh, he's a great offensive player, but defensively, he he, he locks people down, man. So uh, I have to agree with you on that one. Uh, comeback player of the year. Um. Oh, I didn't do a comeback player. So you're uh, you, this is in reference to players who were good and fell off. Yeah. 
comeback player of the year. Um, well, go with yours, man. I I, I gotta think about that one. Okay. Uh, if he doesn't win MVP, I think he'll go with Kawhi Leonard. Okay. He'll, okay. He'll get if he, he if he have a really good season, put up his averages. Toronto finish in the top three in the East. I think he'll win comeback player of the year. Okay. Okay. I I would like to see make a comeback. The person I would like to see make a comeback, Wesley Matthews, man. Wesley Matthews, that's a throwback. This dude used to be, like, that guy, like, at the, oh, yeah. at the, at the two spot. And now he's just kind of, like, in Dallas, just kind of, like, wasting away. And, you know, um, I don't know, man. It's funny. It's like, everyone who's left Damian Lillard, they wasn't what they used to be. No. No. Now, um, now LaMarcus made up last he had a great year last year but he was off to a bad start before he had a good year last year but he's still not what he was in Portland oh no oh no oh no he was automatic man he was a machine in Portland oh and Nicholas Batum what happened to him he went to Charlotte and just disappeared bro yeah I forgot he was even still in the league yeah he's still in Charlotte and, and collecting checks from Michael Jordan <laughs> keep getting them checks Batum <laughs> yep yep and, and you know We'll, we'll see what happens, man. But I, I do like Wesley Matthews. I always thought he was a solid player. Um, yeah, he, he did get lost in the shuffle in Dallas. But I, I think this, like I said, I'm going to still hold on to my dark horse in Dallas. I think he's going to resurrect. If Dallas has a good year, you might see a resurrection of Matthews. So we'll see what happens. Um, and then Rook, uh, we, we, we already did rookie of the year. Most improved player. Okay, so this is one that's kind of hard to predict. Um, so I'll go with who I want to see be the most improved player. Okay. Um, the person I want to see be the most improved player is Jabari Parker. Okay. Um, I'm still a, a Bulls fan, you know, born a Bulls fan, die Bulls fan. I need Jabari Parker to show up, dude. Yeah. I need you to show up. You are technically the best player on our team right now. Like they signed him for what? 20 million. Yes. Yeah, 20 million. Hey man, don't 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 be a candidate for the J.R. Smith Award, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like Jabari Parker. I'm rooting for him to do good. Speaking of Jabari Parker, I'm a little worried that the Bulls are going to have him coming off the bench this year. Why would they pay him all that money just to have him come off the bench? I don't know. That's that's Fred Hoiberg, man. I don't I don't understand why he's coming off the bench. Like the dude can play with the starters, like. I don't know why they they're doing. I don't know why he's doing that. I know he he wanted to change his role as a like they wanted him to run the ball up the floor and like I don't know. He I wanted him to they wanted him to run the ball up the floor kind of like a be a Draymond Green type. But I don't see that working. I think that's kind of taking Jabari out of his comfort zone. And then now you're taking the man off the bench. And it's like, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, they could be doing that to humble him. But, like, but again, why give, <laughs> you know what I mean? Why give him all that money just to have him come off the bench? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, if I'm a starter, I'm offended. Like, okay, y'all got me starting, but y'all, this dude on the bench is making $20 million? Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 kind of garbage, dude. I don't like what the Bulls. It sends, are. yeah, it sends a mixed message. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, let, let's hope and see. Let's wait and see. Maybe maybe he'll work his way back into the starting lineup. 
I, I just don't like the I don't like that idea. But uh, my award for most improved player, um, I have a I kind of have a dark horse with mine too. But Jamal Murray from the Denver Nuggets, I got him as uh, most improved uh, player. But honestly, I'm gonna change that. He's my dark horse. Here's my number one player that's gonna be that will be that will be most improved player of the year, and that is my boy, Will the Thrill. <laughs> when I see the basket, when I see the hoop, I just want to tear it up. <laughs> Hey man, show improve well. This is your dude. This is this is the year. Usually around that fourth year, that's when players start coming around. I see it happening, man. I think Will the Thrill Barton is going to thrill us all this season. Win Most Improved Player of the Year. We'll see. We'll see. He's gonna be tearing Rams up all season. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we got two more awards left. Uh, you played yourself award and the J.R. Smith award. So who do you think that's going to go to, those two? Oh, man. I, I I initially I initially was going to give the you played yourself award to Le'Veon Bell. Okay. But... And and, and and according because because of recent events, current events, I gotta give it to Pat Riley. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like where you're going with that. Um, I don't know, man. Like Pat Riley, just it's like, yeah, dude, you had your little Miami dynasty in in in, in 2005, and you know, again when LeBron came with the big three, but you know, hanging up on Tibbs and. You know, acting like he wanted so much. It's like, dude, let's let's see, let's see what your Miami Heat do this year. Yeah. Let's let's really see what they do, man. Like, they're they're not on anybody's radar to do anything this year. So, no. not on uh, mine. Go ahead. No, I just said not on mine. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that you played yourself award is going to go to Pat Riley, the Jr. You said Jr. Smith award, correct? Yeah. Man, dude, I got a couple of, I got a few candidates because we all know what the J.R. Smith Award is. You, a, a player shows potential or flashes of potential one season. They get themselves a nice big contract, and then the next season they garbage. Yeah. So, so I got a couple of, of candidates. The first one is Timothy Mozgov. Uh, Timothy Mozgov is currently making $15 million a year. And he's averaging uh, four points a game and three rebounds per game. Um, his his worth got really inflated with um, with with the Cleveland Cavaliers. That one year they actually won the championship, and you know he was they had him in the paint banging. You know, yeah. Um, he he looked he looked pretty golden, but nah, not so much. My other pick, Paul Millsap, with the Denver Nuggets. Wow, I'm surprised at this one. Now, now let me explain. Let me explain. Did you know Paul Millsap is making over thirty million dollars a year? Ooh, ouch! Only three players in the league are making more than thirty million. The other two are Steph Curry and LeBron James, and the third one is Paul Millsap. 
he missed half the season last year. And he's only averaging, when he is playing, he's only averaging 15 points per game. Paul Millsap, you're, you are my front runner for the J.R. Smith Award, but there's a couple of others. There's a couple of others. There's more. Wait, there's more. Okay, okay. Biombo Bismack Oh, the Orlando yeah. Magic. He had that one good season in Toronto that, that, that year they, they made a run all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals, and he looked strong as a big man. And he the next day, the next year, he, he man, he, he went for his money, man. He got his money with the Orlando Magic. He's making $17 million a year right now, but he's only averaging just under five points a game and five rebounds a game. Uh, uh, he eating good, though. He eating good, man, but... I don't know, man. You 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 in the runnings too. Then we got Joe Kim Noah, man, with the New York Knicks. He's currently making 18 million a year and averaging a whopping one point per game. You know what? You stole you stole mines, man. You stole mines. Mines with <laughs> Noah too. Okay, cool. Well, well, was that your only one? That was my only one. But I like the picks that uh, the Paul Millsap one, I'm gonna keep my eye on that one. But uh Bismack Biyombo, oh my goodness, dude! This dude is a scrub. Yeah, man. I think it's gonna be between him and, and Millsap, man. They neck and neck, man. And Biyombo, man, this this award is yours to lose, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think him and Joakim Noah are gonna be neck and neck, man. I heard rumors that Joakim Noah might be going to the Lakers, but I don't know, man. I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening either, man. Like, not unless like JaVale McGee gets injured and yeah you know he has no timetable for coming back and they, they and lebron approves it you know what i mean like i don't i don't yeah I don't, I don't see that either and they would have to sign him for like i don't know man like I, I, could they sign him for the veteran minimum or would they still have to pay him yeah, the 17 already i think he i think new york already paid jeez man jeez man the, the knicks are a disaster dude but those four players, man, get used to the taste of Hennessy because when are y'all going to be getting that Hennessy bottle at the end of the year? <laughs> man, make sure you get a fresh one, like a fresh one in a brown bag this time. You know what I mean? Hey, absolutely, man. <laughs> absolutely. I, I can't wait. And we might get surprises. So, hey, don't, hey, don't sleep. Somebody might come out and, and thump all four, five of these, can, four of these candidates. So we never know. We keeping our eyes on the NBA this year and, and, and making sure that one one of y'all players, hey, y'all falling off. A lot of play, people got paid last year at the, during the off season. We be keeping an eye on y'all because y'all could be up for that award too. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Absolutely, it's a thrill. We just got paid, man. Show and prove. Absolutely, show and prove. So. On to our next segment, we're going to return back to the table, the music table discussion. Um, this was going to be a little different, though, man. We, we're going to be talking about worst, the worst hip-hop album you ever bought. <laughs> now, a couple of weeks ago, I, I, I premiered on Ian's separate podcast, Vibes and Stuff. If you haven't listened to it, please take time out of your day on your way home from work, on your way to work put that podcast on, get educated on some real hip-hop, but um, I revealed on the show that I bought Queen Pins album, <laughs> and Greg went ham on. So, 
It just justifiably so. Justifiably so. So, but there's a story. And I mentioned that in the episode. There's a story behind that purchase. Alright? <laughs> you ready for it, man? Hey, go ahead, man. Alright, so for those who do not know who Queen Pen is, the she featured in one of the most famous R&B songs, hip-hop songs of all time, by the group Backstreet, No Digger, produced by Dr. Dre. And, of course, it's one of those songs, no matter where you're at, they put it on, especially at a wedding or something, it could be white people, <laughs> white people, whatever. People are gonna dance to that track, no matter what. But Queen Pin featured at the end of that song towards the end and had what it wasn't 16 bars was it 16 bars man i cannot tell you it might have been eight it might have been eight but uh i know she said we'd be the baddest click up on this scene you know i thought that was a dope line hey don't judge me i thought that was a dope line he had <laughs> she had me. hey rodney no hey. bars man no bars <laughs> like like my cell phone in the basement man no bars <laughs> yo but well, here's the thing. I thought she was easy on the eyes back in the day, too, in a kind of hood way. But, you know, I was like, hey. Then she came out with a song called Party Ain't a Party. I thought it was a decent track. It was a little party track. <laughs> I forgot this, I forgot who she sampled for that track. I had to look it up. I meant to look that up before the show, but I didn't. Because I did like the, I think the only biggest reason why I like the song is because they sampled this old school track. And I, I was like, okay, whatever. So that, so here's the story. Now I, I set the tone. So here's the story. I'm with my stepfather. <laughs> <laughs> Enter in Steve. <laughs> right. He's a hit I remember Steve. I remember Steve. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you see him in the new system. But uh, so Steve was telling me about Columbia Records. I said, oh, what's this? He was like, oh. It's a little thing where you can order 10 CDs for a penny. I said, oh, really? Okay. Would you let me order 10 CDs of my own? He was like, yeah, because I'm going to order me 10 CDs. And you can order you 10 CDs. You remember that, Ian? You remember oh, that? yeah. I remember them them, them CD scams. <laughs> yeah, it was CD scams, right? But then they end up, you know, luring you in. And you end up paying like, what, 30 or $40 a month or something like that. It was crazy. It was stupid. But uh, and that's why they out of business. <laughs> so I'm I'm going through the list. I don't even remember what I remember I remember I got Midnight Marauders. I remember getting Will Smith. Uh the, the uh which which Will Smith, the uh Big Willie style. Big Willie style from ninety seven, okay. Actually a decent album. It wasn't great, but it was decent. Uh Big Willie style. I got the Fugees, which I still have to this day. I still have that exact same CD. Wow. To this day. Scratched up. The only thing I can listen to is uh, How Many Mics. That's the only song I can listen to. After that, it's a remix. <laughs> <laughs> it's an unofficial remix, huh? <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> like, just enjoy, you know? So... You know, I, I don't remember the other CDs that I got. I think Mary J. Blige was it. Just a little popular, you know, stuff. 
I couldn't get nothing too crazy because, you know, my mom's still there. She, you know, throw away all my, my trash rap. So I'm like, man, I need one more album. And then I thought, of, then I was watching the box. The box was on in the background and Queen Pen was on. Party ain't a party. I'm like, oh, I do like that song. And then, she, you know, she can, she could, you know, rap a little bit. At least I thought back then. Yeah, <laughs> man, let me go ahead. I threw that the Queen Pen in. So I got the Queen Pen in the 10 CDs for a dollar deal. And I ended up getting it. I, I don't even remember. I would say that I was listening to Midnight Marauders Heavy. I was listening to Fuji's Heavy. Then one day I said, you know what? I would say about six months later, I was kind of tired of it all listening to that. I'm like, man, let me crack open this this Queen Pan, see what it's all about. I, I got it for a reason. Man, it was the worst album I ever bought in my life. I want my <laughs> back. Queen Pan, wherever you at, I want my penny back. <laughs> hey, man, your heart was pure. Your heart was in the right place. You got bamboozled by the single. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that single was hot, man. I, I, I even go, you know, but. I did not, I will say this, even before I bought it, I bought it for a penny. I did not go to Coconuts, I didn't go to uh, Rock Records or Virgin Records or Dr. Wax and, and spend the whole $17 on it. I did not do that. That's good, that's to good. the air with that. That's good, that, that's, that gives me a little peace of mind. At, at the end of the day, you can always hang your hat on that. Exactly, exactly. That's why I said there's a story behind it. I didn't want to get too deep into it on the show because I didn't want to take away from your segment. So I'm like, you know what? Let me take this opportunity to clear the air. I will even do it again on your show for the third season. I'm willing to Cool, cool. Yeah. I'm a, I'm gonna put that down. I'm gonna put that down on the syllabus, man. Yes, that 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 reminds me, man. I gotta clear something up too, man. These 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 wild stories and and and, uh, and crazy talk and un- unsubstantiated rumors, man, about about my about my karate gi I, I wore back in the day, <laughs> which goes into our hip hop trends that became a way of life. Go ahead, Ian. All right, so you you know me, man. I I, I, I live I, I live this hip hop, man. Like, and as you know, man, hip hop culture and Asian culture, there 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 are times where they intersect. You right. know, uh, b boys have always been fans of the of the old kung fu movies made popular by the Wu-Tang Clan and you know and, and so on and so forth so okay let, let me let me first put it put this out here it was not a gi that I was wearing okay okay um it, a gi is a open-chested robe that ties up at the waist with a karate belt that is a gi what <laughs> what I was wearing was a Chinese tang shirt t-a-n-g tang shirt that shirt with cuff sleeves and horizontal fasteners uh, going from the neck all the way down. Similar. That's what I was. We had on the last practice. Okay, so because they, they they hear other people tell it, they 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 make it seem like I was walking around dressed like Raiden from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and that was not the case. That was not the case. Dorian, Dorian Elson to this day be telling people like, yeah, he came to one of my parties dressed like a kung fu master. I was it's like, yo. I, I was there. I was at that party too. I don't even remember this. I don't even remember this. But she she tells the story to this day. I mean, I'm not disputing that I wore it. But, I'm just disputing that I ever wore it over there. But, but, but I think you I think you came late. 
think you and Marcellus came late. But, but, but I'm okay. talking about a different gathering. I don't know if it was Hey, hey. Hey, it could have happened. It could have happened. Right. But you know, but 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 what I wanted to say about the about the about the the, the outfit, it, it made for a great conversation piece with the ladies. Because mm-hmm. we're talking 2002, 2003. You know what Caps was rocking back then. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? It was all about big white tees and uh throwback oversized throwback jerseys. Booty sweat. You know. A cat walk up in the set wearing a a, 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 a Oriental Tang uh, uh, suit, and uh, you know it turned some heads, man. The ladies loved it, so I was like, okay, cool. I, 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 it's a nice little conversation piece, you know. Like if I was if I was a different kind of uh, a brother back in the day, I, I might have used my powers for evil, and, and that would have sent me on a different trajectory. But fortunately, I, I wasn't geared that way. But hey, man, one day I'm in Chinatown walking around. I was just coming back from tagging. I'm not going to say where <laughs> to incriminate myself. And I'm walking, <laughs> I'm walking through Chinatown, and I see the suit hanging up on a, or, you know, on a mannequin in a window. And I think to myself, "Hey, man, why not?" <laughs> you know what's funny is <laughs> what's that? We grew up together, but there was a period where it was a huge gap where I didn't have a raise in my life. And one day, I mean, I think it was the gathering. It was the gathering where you were. And that was my first time seeing you in a long time, man. And I was like, wow. <laughs> the tra- <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. He was like, man, what happened to Ian? <laughs> yeah, I was like, this man just turned into a karate kung fu master samurai Sunday special. Like, what? <laughs> I don't remember this. I had a I had an SB Trinity moment again, man. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, you said Ian be like, hanging out. Ian be hanging out with Slum Village, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. That's classic, dude. That that's the So you saw it hanging up on a mannequin. And I was like, man, I, I like the look of that. I'm like, let me go in, see how much it costs. And it was like it was like forty dollars, man. You know, it even came with kung, it even came came with kung fu slippers. It was it was a uh, um, black and white with with black pants. You know, white white buttons, white cuffs, and it even came with the shoes. Man, I was like, man, for forty bucks, I'd be stupid not to get this. So, hey, man, I, I I got fitted for one. They gave it to me on the spot. I hopped back on the red line at Cermak, man. Went back home. The rest was history, man. Wow. Just to show you how funny music is, too, man. How powerful music is. Like, I could tell you the exact album I was listening to when I saw the suit and I and I bought it. I was bumping uh, Thurston Howe the Third's Skillionaire album. Oh, dope. Yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. Some real underground stuff. But, um, yeah, man, the rest was history, man. But, hey, it, it made for a great conversation piece with the ladies, man. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. You know, and... Like I said, for, for for you to have the courage to do that, and not necessarily courage, it's just the will. You know, this is like I don't care. This is me. You know, attitude and, and just to be different from what the trend was. You know, I you know I appreciate that about you, and that's how I was. You know, I didn't walk in wearing karate suits and nothing like that. <laughs> music, but you know, I forgot what I wore that day. I don't even remember. 
I was kind of one of those. I was I was always an off brand, you know, guy until I found Street Lingo. Um, I, I used to get criticized for my dress for having like fake stuff on. Hey, I was one of those dudes. Hey, I was broke. Hey, hey man, everybody everybody wore something fake back in the day, man. Exactly, exactly. I had a fake Gucci sweater. I had a fake jersey. Uh, I had a fake throwback. Whatever, you know. I used to go to. I used to shop at JWs. Shouts out to JWs. Hey, it was that. That's all my mom can afford. So hey, shout out to them. They wasn't that bad, man. Hey, JW was underrated. They wasn't that bad. They was like another Burlington Coat Factory. Yeah, yeah. They didn't stay open long, man. But they, they had some good stuff. It was solid. Um, it was solid material. Every time I went to, to school with JW clothes, I always got compliments from the ladies. So it, it, you know, guys would criticize and hate on it, but. Hey man, I'm all about what the ladies gotta say about it. I don't care. Exactly, about it. exactly. Like Ghostface said, man, you bring the Steve to the clothes, man. <laughs> it, it, it don't matter if it comes from Kmart, man. You rock that Kmart gear right, man. You 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 bringing the Steve's to the clothes, like like because I was one of them. It's like I'd rather do that than be walking around in some pure players. Remember pure players? Oh, those were the worst. I never wanted a pair of those. Now I was either. like, man, I got my dignity. Like, yeah. like, now what? I'm good. I'll pass. <laughs> I'll pass But uh, let's get into our next segment uh, Hidden Albums What's your sleeper pick of the week? Man, my sleeper pick of the week Is an album that I bought Man, back in like 2001 man, From Dr. Wax uh, For like $7 It was called You ever heard of this group? They're from Chicago Called All Natural Yeah, I heard of All Natural Man, they have an album called Second Nature. It might have been their first album or second. I'm not sure, but they were they were affiliates of the Moment, who are also from Chicago, or just production team that did compilation albums. So I'm like, okay, they got the Moment co-sign. Like, let me check this album out. Chuck at um, Dr. Wax was like, yeah, it's Diso. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, very simple cover, but man, dude, top to bottom fire. It's the MC and producer um, uh, duo. Uh, the MC is named Capital D, and the producer is Tone B Nimble. But they got they got tracks on here with Long Catalyst, uh, Juice, um, Slug from Atmosphere, very underrated joint uh, LP, Second Nature, standout tracks include tracks like Elements of Style, Renaissance, uh, Chatham. Stellar, Queens get the money, ill advisory. Um, just great boom bap, jazzy, laid back, hip hop, you know. Doesn't have doesn't even really have any real cussing on this album, man. Like oh, that's um, but just great, great underground hip hop from from a bygone era in Chicago. Um you know, you know, Chicago was like its own little mini New York for for a second, man, until it gave way to, to this new stuff, this drill music or whatever. Around Chicago hip hop scene used to be bubbling, man. and they were one of the groups they were contributed to it. And uh, uh, this is a great album, man. I, I recommend it for anybody who wants to hear some some good laid back dope hip hop. That's what's up. That's what's up. So yeah, note that, note take that in your uh, notebook. You know, go check it out. I definitely want to check it out because I haven't heard that. So I'm gonna have to 
go back in the lab and listen to that and uh, leave my feedback. Um, so what you got for us? My sleeper pick, it was actually, it wasn't an album I kept passing up on, but it was an album I was curious about because of the album cover. And this was my introduction, my introduction to this 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 particular artist, and I was um, I was blown away, and I started basically preaching her name to so many of uh, so many hip hop heads. Like, dude, you gotta check this girl is coming. She's she's on her way. Jean Grey, mm. of the Attacking Things, her very first album, which is very hard to find now. Um, I mean, it you is. Could probably, you could probably find a download somewhere here and there. I still have the CD, um, but it's it's very scratched up, so <laughs> can't really listen to it. But it's a pretty small, short, pretty short but simple album. Uh, the beat miners has some contributions to it. Master Ace produced a track on there, but Gene Gray. I mean, the the, the production is very. I would say basement heavy. You know, it's like it's basically you dust off the, the record type of album, you know, and it just it just got that real old school feel to it. But her lyrical delivery is to me what stands out most about the album. She she brings it on every track. The beats aren't so overpowering. They're just right. And like I said, it's not a classic album. It's not a, you know, oh, you got to go back and, 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 and tell all your folks about it, that, that, that you missed out on the greatest album of all time. It's not on that level, but very, really good hip hop. <clears throat> and it's what, this was my introduction to Jean Grey, and I was a fan of her ever since. I mean, she's put out tremendous work ever since Attack of the Attacking Things, but just a great introduction to a great artist that I definitely want to get out there and say, hey, if you haven't listened to her catalog, very underrated female MC, if not one of the top female MCs of all time in my book, Jean Grey, Attack of the Attacking Things, go check it out. Most deaf, most deaf. Man, my introduction to her was actually um, the bootleg of a bootleg. That was a good one too. Man, excellent. That was, it was like six bucks at like Rock Records. I'm, I'm sorry, Crows now. And I bought it, man. It was I was blown away, man. And then it had it had like eight hidden tracks. Yeah. I'm like, man, this is this is dope. <laughs> that was actually the next album after Attack of the Attacking Things. And that, by that time I was just like, yeah. I was already up. I was already on it, man. I was like, yeah, man, I, I'm supporting this girl. I'm supporting this girl. And I saw her in concert too. Which was really nice. She 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 killed it. She killed. Um, and her and and I was impressed with her crowd control. Like she she had a stage presence out of this world, man. She controlled the crowd. The crowd was loving her. They even encored her, and she opened up for Feral Monch, dog. So it was like, man. <laughs> oh wow. That yeah, dude. They were encoring her while Feral Monch was on stage. And she came back out and killed it. It was like crazy. I, I think I went with Linnell and, and Jamil for this one. Wow. But it was it was dope, man. It was dope. Wow. But yeah, uh on to our last segment. We got uh we got we're about to tackle these restaurants, man. Cool, man, cool. So I just wanna 
reveal my restaurant that I'm going to attack. I wanted to attack on the last show, but I forgot. Oh, oh, real quick, Rodney. Can we can we um uh, uh label this the this face segment where we you we, we heard of the gas face by 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 MC Search and, and third base, but the this face is just I think this is so much nastier. So can we give the give these restaurants the this face? Yes, yes, we can. <laughs> Thea's face award goes to I-57. Not the I-57 that Ian was talking about on the last show that's on 115. There's a there's there, there's an imposter. And it's on Western. I don't know if it's still open, but I think it was like on 69th and Western. And I went in there like, oh, I-57 got another location. Because <laughs> my wife lives out this way, you know, she used to live in, in on Rockwell, you know, back you know, okay. in the Gage Park. So I'm like, man, you know, one day, you know, I, uh, I went over, you know, after we had, after I had uh, dropped her off at home and everything, I, I drove, I'm like, man, I need something to eat on my way back. I'm like, let me check out this I-57. Man, I check out I-57, man, me and my guy, uh, Jer- shouts out to Jeremy Locke. Yo, we went there, got some rib tips, and I came home, man. Them rib tips was terrible, dude. <laughs> they gave terrible. you, they gave you some pig knuckles. <laughs> man, they gave me some straight pig knuckles. They, they gave me some straight pig fat, bro. That's all that was on those. I'm talking about no hardly no meat. It was just fat. And I'm like, uh. it's fat in barbecue sauce. It was disgusting, dude. And I'm like, y'all got another car? Y'all sells I-57? I was so pissed that the next day I went to I, the real I 57 and just bought a bucket and it just ate up. <laughs> you hated the anger, huh? <laughs> Dude, I was that angry, man. I took it out on those real tips so hard, man. <laughs> he was like biting all hard into him. <laughs> I'm like, he's a real rib. It's real rib. I don't even think, man, when I bought rib tips from that I-57, man, I don't even think I ate three of them, man. I was, I was like, man, I'm done, man. I just ate all the fries, dude. I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was upset, dude. Yeah, watch out for the perpetrators out there. They get the this face. They get the this, if they even still exist. Yeah, they get the this face, man. I don't know. I, I'm gonna have to drive past there on Western to see if it's still open. But it got a big old I-57 on there. I'm like, man, oh, this the and and, I, and you know what's funny? My father-in-law warned. Me. He warned me too, and I didn't listen to him. I told him I was like, man, it's a I-57. I see it's a I-57 out his way. He's like, eh, hey, all right, man, you know. I'm like, they are right. I'm like, the I-57 around my crib, man. That's that's the place they crowd is. It's one of the best barbecue joints. He's like, yeah, but I ain't the same. You thought you you thought you thought the old man didn't know what he was talking about, huh? You doubt it. You doubted his judgment. <laughs> I doubt his judgment, man. So yeah. Said, maybe maybe he don't know what he's talking about. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but he used to barbecue, so ah. he he know he knows his stuff, and I shouldn't have I should have listened to him, you know. So that was ah. But yeah, getting to yours, man. What you got? Man, dude. First of all, I just want to send a, 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 a shout out and a thumbs up to Old Fashioned Donuts in Roseland on 113th in Michigan. I went there this morning. I had a taste with some donuts. 
I was able to get in, get out, no problem. They only take cash, by the way, if you ever hit it up. Hit them up early in the morning, because you might get shot. Um, <laughs> uh, but my fierce face goes to the Burger King on 103rd and, I believe, Indiana. Oh, yeah, I know about that one. So here's what's crazy, though. Here's what's crazy, though. Okay, so I go there about a month ago, and <laughs> I, I get I, I pull up to the drive-through. I wait for like 60 seconds. The voice finally crackles through. Uh, and you can hear me pull up to the window. I'm like, okay. So I pull up to the window. Nobody was in line, by the way. So that's that's my first sign that something was off. So I pull up to the window and I'm hungry too, man. I just got off work. It's a meat night. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm 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 starving. So I pull up to the window. I do, I kid you not, I wait there for five minutes before this chick inside finally walks up to the bulletproof window and she's like, she's like, um, you're gonna have to order inside because our our um our drive-thru is down. I'm like, order inside? Like why would I be standing out here, sitting out here in my car for five minutes if I could just walk in? Like, right. Clearly, I'm trying to avoid that. So, dude, oh, so, dude, I just drove off. I'm like, forget it, forget it. I'm not even going to patronize y'all. I'm going to White Castle, dude. That was a month ago. Two weeks ago, my wife went there. The exact same thing happened to her. What? Now, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. This Burger King on 130 Indiana has only been open for six weeks. How is your drive-through intercom already broken? Oh, wow, that sucks, man. That's They're br- they are brand new building. It's a brand new building. But I do, I think they get the fear space. But I think that spot is cursed because before it was a Burger King, it was a KFC, and it was a KFC that was always running out of chicken, or always not having some size, <laughs> or always getting always getting something wrong. You know, they give you the bit. You ask for a biscuit. They give you just a naked biscuit. No napkin, no honey, no jelly, just a naked biscuit. Like, 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 what a, what a wax paper red, what a jelly, what a honey. You, they don't even ask. They don't even ask what you want with it. Dude, that's the worst, man. They don't tear that place down, man. Tear that place down. And I got more coming, man, for this segment in the weeks to come, man. I got more, more spots I want to give the Thea's face to. Dude, they. They give you the freshly rubbed biscuits um, the fresh, with the butter on it. They give you the biscuits been sitting up for like two seconds, for like uh, ten minutes. Hey man, that's all good. I got a microwave, but at least offer me some jelly or some honey with it. And don't just yeah. put it in the bag naked, like what with some no paper on it or nothing. Right, right, right. I don't like that either, man. McDonald's kills me with that when they, you want to ask for some ketchup, and they only give you two packets when you order a large fry. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all crying about fifteen dollars. Y'all crying about y'all want to get paid fifteen dollars an hour to an industry that don't want to give out ketchup. Exactly. Exactly. Or oh, they, or oh, they frozen machine always broken. Y'all saving so much money on ketchup, y'all can't get y'all frozen machine uh, fixed. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Terrible. No shakes. No, no, no smoothies. We ain't got that. Our frozen machine broke. But that's what I get for not eating healthy, man. Yeah, hey, well, you get what you pay for, right? Like what they say. Well, you you, you just you just get terrible service, man. I, that's why I've been letting go. Of, I've been slowly letting go of, uh, of these fast food joints. I've been hitting up, you know, Chick Fil A, you know, even though 
Chick-fil-A gets a lot of flack for their beliefs, but hey, I like that they not open on Sunday. I like the fact that all they people are real polite to you and nice to you when you walk up in there. You know, say bye to you when you leave. You know, ask, not scared to give you extra sauce. You know, I, I like places like that. You know, give me them places all day. Exactly. I will. I will patronize you if you if you treat me well. You know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. I'm all for supporting hood establishments. You know me. You know me, Rodney. I'm a man of people. You know. Um, <laughs> but um, you 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 got to You got to make me wanna wanna support you, man. Like you gotta make me wanna come back. Exactly. <clears throat> so uh, we gonna get into our last segment, and that is the nobody's coming to see you, Otis segment so who you not trying to see man dude at this point i'm not trying to see uh Le'Veon bell man um dude is i don't know the all the details of his contract situation but this whole sitting out stunt he's been doing to kind of hurt the team the team is what the, the steelers are three two and one right now yeah, and true. you know while that's not you know i i i think that Le'Veon Bell thought that they were just going to crash and burn without him, so he was just going to be able to sit out till he got what he wanted. And you know, I'm just not a fan of that, man. I'm not a fan of that. I get it that you're talented, and, and you know, you, you have value, and, and you know, um, you feel you should be uh, paid according to that value. But dude, get in the uniform and, and play, man. Show and prove. Right. Yeah, I agree with that, man. Um, he out there, you know, trying to be a rapper and all that stuff. He had his concert, you know, if you notice that. <laughs> Promote his rap album and all that stuff. Now, who's trying to do, who's trying to be a rapper in 2018 exactly. when you're a football player? Exactly, man. Like, get it together, dude. And he talking about he not coming back until week seven? Like, get, come on, dog. Like, listen, I don't, I didn't like his teammates calling him out, but I'm I, I understand where Le'Veon Bell is coming from. I just this, this this goes back to what I've been saying about this whole situation from jump. Felt like Pittsburgh should have traded him. They should have traded him, and now they're getting their payback from what. And now Le'Veon Bell is doing the Jimmy Butler. He's he's making the organization suffer because he wants to get paid. And you know they should have traded him a long time ago. Philly is over there. They lost all their running backs. Philly needs a running back. Dude, get on the phone, call call the Eagles and say, hey, you know, we got Le'Veon for you. Do something. But, you know, I, I, I'm surprised that you ain't trying to see, see Le'Veon. I, I kind of just, me, I just kind of ignore him, man. I'm done with him. I, I, I'm done with him. Yeah. Get you on that one. I will, I got two candidates for the Ain't Nobody Come to See You Award. And I'm going to make this quick. Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> Bruh, you need you do you need to put on some icy hot. You need to get it together. You need to get rid of that softness. You was the worst defensive player last year. This year you getting sunned by Jimmy Butler in practice. Y'all play the Spurs tonight. You need to come up and, and, and show and prove, bruh. Like Jimmy's gonna play tonight. You you, you better play. You, you better you better bring, it, man, because. I got my eye on you. Not only did you get paid 190 million for the next what five years? That's insane. That's insane, dude. 
you could be up for the J.R. Smith Award. He could be. You could creep up. So show and prove, man. Because I ain't liking what I've been seeing from him. From practice, from the preseason. He ain't been playing that well in preseason. Because all this Jimmy Butler stuff is getting to his head. Hey, man, stop playing Fortnite. Stop playing (laughs) Fortnite with, 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 uh, with with your boy, Ben Simmons. And start putting in some work, man. Because if you keep this up, dude, Minnesota is going to head down the wrong direction. And they wasted a lot of good funds on you that they could have spent on Jimmy Butler keeping him there. But they didn't do that. They chose you over Jimmy. So you got to show and prove, man. Absolutely. But in the meantime, ain't nobody coming to see you. Uh, Next, Jim Miller. Jim Miller. When was the last time you played a full season in the NFL? Oh, uh, I don't remember. You know why? Because you got suspended for for, for PEDs uh, the last time I remember. Also, yeah, you was a decent quarterback for the Bears. But, dude, I'm watching you on TV, and you're criticizing the quarterback that's playing his fifth game and, by the way, playing better than you when you was with the Bears and you got the nerve to blame him for the reason why the Bears lost this week? Come on, bro. Ain't nobody trying, trying to see you, man. I'm done. I'm done with Jim Miller. Be I, out. I, Be I, out, Jim Miller. Be <laughs> out. That, this sour grapes, Jim Miller. You just mad because you ain't you ain't on the payroll no more. Exactly, dog. Go on somewhere, dude. And I don't even watch this show. I just had, It just happened to be on. And, and I'm, I, you know, I just got through you know, finish watching the game and everything. I'm cutting your boy Sam's hair. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Sam. <laughs> Shout out to Sam's, man. Hey, he did a hey, he can clean some car hey, he's a big time carpet cleaner. He cleaned my couch, man. He did a pretty good job, dude. He got the skills, man. I was I hooked him up with a little haircut. But I'm watching Jim Miller. He got me mad. I almost cut a hole in the Sam's head. Uh because he was talking all this nonsense. But I didn't. Sam walked out with a nice haircut. But hey, Jim, Jim Miller, ain't nobody coming to see you, dog. Not at all. Not at all. Ain't nobody coming to see you. So, those are our awards. And we got a lot of NBA coming up. So, <laughs> you're going to be seeing some NBA heavy players in this rotation of uh, Otis Award. <laughs> so, on to our last segment. Our vibes of the week. This is like this is like our third last segment, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. We got so many segments, man. We ain't losing track, but we we coming towards the end. We can't end the show without no music. So, what you got? All right. So, uh, my new vibes of the week. Man, you know, it's fall. You know, I'm dip, I'm dipping back into my my jazz and funk. You know, and blues. Oh, really whenever the weather gets cold. Um, man, I've been bumping madly at Shades of Blue album. Great. Um, he remixed a lot of old classic Blue Note recordings. And I've also been bumping, um, uh, you, you know, the group Black Keys, um, their first album, uh, Brothers. I've been Brothers. bumping that. And yeah. Um, yeah, man, just been digging those right now. Yeah, I've been actually um, listening to Black Radio Recover, the remix EP by Robert Glasper. Mm. Uh, it's a remix of the black original black radio album the first volume it's actually got um, a remix to uh, a p-rock remix to the most deaf track black radio that he did off that a re- a ninth wonder remix to afro blue by erica badu that's dope um 
there's a dope Solange remix to the song that she put on called Twice. And then uh, Jules and Black Milk uh, adds some extra fire to uh, Letters to Harmonium, uh, which is a track that he did with Bilal. Uh, it's only got seven, actually six tracks on there, but it's dope and you can listen to it all the way through. It also has a Dilla Lou part two where Robert Glasper takes all of some of Dilla's hottest production and combine them. It's like a 10 minute long track and it's pretty good. That's all I got. Cool, man, cool. Yeah, send that over, man. I'm gonna throw it, throw it on, throw it on the conclusion. Oh, definitely, definitely. So uh, that's about it. Oh, one more thing. After Blue Remix also features Fonte, which is dope. Cool. They dropped a nice little person. <coughs> yeah. So yeah, that's about it, man. That's all we got for you this week. Again, Anchor, uh, don't do this again, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't let it happen again. Don't let it happen again. Don't try to cancel our show, man, because up here we crop the trunk, dude. Pop the truck like red, man. That's right. That's right. So, with that said, I'm out. Ian's out. All right. We'll see y'all on the next one. Peace. 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 Peace.
accepted and not questioned The whys in the hows without obsessing It's a lot to think about, I'm still processing Tears of joy in the morning made our pillow wet Then night fell and we turned into silhouettes Your body next to mine dancing real close Step left, step right, then a pirouette It would appear as that we really do believe in us But it's so hard to believe all we need is us Believe a kiss on a cold day could be enough Look at the stars and wonder what it is they see in us Where is this leading us? That's all I'm asking Love comes in every color but the fact is I never needed 50 shades of gray Just turn the lights down low and give me every shade of blackness uh. Love song.